You can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. That word strengtheneth means to do over and over and over again. It's a, it's a, 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 a sufficiency term, if you will. I love what 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Paul wrote, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul had learned, listen, it's in my weakness where I need more of God's strength for me. And God's strength is sufficient for every area of my life. And it can work not just today, but every day. You know, there's a light bulb in Livermore, California. It's, uh, it's a light bulb that is very much different from other light bulbs. And you say, well, how is that different? Well, it's burned almost continually since 1901. This light bulb really never turned off more than a few times uh, for a few different short interruptions that it had. And in fact, it hasn't been turned off since 1976. It was donated to the fire department there in Livermore, California, and it's been on since 1976. It's never turned off. The lights here in this building, they turn off as soon as we're done with our services and we go home, then they get turned back on when we come back. But this bulb has stayed on for years, almost a century, a little more than a century now, stayed on. But you know that that bulb, if you take it off from where it's plugged in, it'll stop shining. What allows it to shine for more than a century now is the power that goes to it so it can turn on. That power is there day after day, year after year, decade after decade. Paul says, I can do all things because God's power is there for me day after day, year after year, decade after decade. And this morning, I want to challenge you with this thought of in this new year, I can do all things. What am I talking about? I, I, can, I can be a better employee. No, no, that's not what Paul's talking about. He's saying, I can do all things that God has called me to do, that God has enabled me to do. He's given me the power to do it. I can love my neighbor every day. I can forgive those who have uh, wronged me or offended me every day. I can stay faithful to church every week and every day. I can stay in my Bible reading. I can stay in prayer. I can stay in a close walk with God every day. Why? Because God has empowered me to do so. That's what Paul is really focusing on when he says, I can do all things through Christ. He wasn't talking about a basketball game or a football game. He wasn't talking about a business or, or and he's not talking about doing uh, taxes. He wasn't talking about uh, building a car or doing anything like that. He was simply talking about, I can do what God has called me to do. See, God has empowered me to do it. He said, I can wait on God's providence. I can work in God's power. And I want you to notice, thirdly and lastly this morning, I can receive all of God's promises. There at the end in verse 14, 15, 16, and 17, really 18 and 19, he begins to explain to them how he sees how God has fulfilled his promises for him. Someone said, the future is as bright as the promises of God. You know, few things can bring light and joy into a dark world like the promises of God. When you're going through a difficult time in life, there's nothing like hearing the promises of God. There's nothing like somebody texting you a verse that goes, man, that was exactly what I needed to hear. 
There's, there's nothing like going through something and, and getting into a, a, a service and saying, that's exactly the message that I needed. Man, the promises of God. And let me tell you, most of preaching is just talking to you about the promises of God. But how? How does one receive these promises? Well, what does Paul say about that? Well, first of all, if you're going to receive the promises of God, you must be dependent on God. You know, it's interesting how Paul phrases and contrasts verse 18 and 19. You see, though he's grateful for the gift that was given to him by the Philippian church, Paul's very quick to point out that his dependency was on God and on his promises. In fact, Paul didn't even know that the church at Philippi was sending him a gift. All that Paul knew was, I'm going to wait on God because God has promised to supply my needs. God has promised to say, I will be with you and I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God has said, I will be that God that will provide for you. And Paul is depending on God's promises while God's providence through the church at Philippi comes. And that's what he writes about in verse 18 and 19. Somebody has paraphrased it like this, and I'm, I'm going to read you the paraphrase that they wrote. He says, you met my need, and God is going to meet your need. You met one need that I have, but my God will meet all of your needs. You gave out of your poverty, but God will supply your needs out of his riches in glory. You see, our dependency must be on God today. We must not make the mistake and depend on others for promises that were made by God to us. Sometimes we do that. When are they going to give me this? And when am I going to get this? Well, I don't know. Did that company promise that to you or did God promise that to you? I'm not making light of losing one's job, but let me just say that God might use your company to provide your income for a while, but you know, it's not the company that you need to depend on for that income. It's God that you need to depend on for that income. And if that company goes under, listen, God will still provide for your need. That, that business might co uh, uh, come up really big and it might close tomorrow, but you know what? The promise of God is always there. It's not going to close tomorrow. God's promise is not going to leave you uh, in the dark. It's not going to leave you alone in the desert. God always fulfills his promises. And one of the things that Paul points out to those in Philippi was that very truth. He said, I've received, I can do things because of God's promises he says, because I've been dependent on God. In fact, Luke 24, 49, Jesus talking to his disciples right before he went up to heaven. He said, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Jesus said, listen, I'm going to make you a promise. If you just stay in the city, you'll be, you'll be filled with the Spirit. And the disciples did that. And one day, 3,000 people got saved. Why? Because of the promises of God. You see, you can do all things when you think about it and when you base it on the promises of God. And I want you to notice, lastly here, we must know what promises God has made to us. You know, there's no way a person can receive the promises of God when he doesn't know what those promises are. 
That's why it's important to get in God's Word. That's why it's important to, to feed off of God's Word because it's there that we find what the promises of God are to us. The reason Paul could confidently say that the Philippian church was a tool in God's bag to help him was that he knew God was the one who made the promise to supply all his needs. He could patiently just wait on God to fulfill his promise because he knew the promise. And that's why he shared that promise with them. See, before Paul wrote down, but my God shall supply all your needs, Paul himself believed God shall supply my needs. And I've seen it on my first missionary trip and on my second missionary journey and on my third missionary journey, how God provided over and over and over again. And now, church at Philippi, I want to give you this secret. My God shall supply now your needs as well. In 2019, Christians, hold on to the promises of God. Know the promises of God. It's in knowing the promises of God that we can patiently wait on the promises of God. It's on knowing them that we can receive them. I like in 1 Kings chapter 8, Solomon is speaking and he, he said, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Solomon, many years after Moses, said, I remember the promise that God made Moses, but he didn't just make it to Moses, he made it to me. Paul was saying, listen, God didn't just tell me, church at Philippi, he'll supply my needs. He's telling you, God will supply your needs. And let me just say, if the church of Philippi were here this morning with us, they'd say, let me tell you, church at Bethany Baptist Church, God won't only supply our needs, he'll supply your needs as well. And if you've just looked even a little while on the other side of this building or on the other side of this wall, you'll know there's a, there's a big foundation. There's a big building that's going to go up. By the way, we need God's supply for that building. Amen. But we're trusting in God to supply that need. Amen. Sometimes people think, well, man, if we could just get a rich guy to come to our church. Listen, a rich guy ain't going to do much unless God supplies him. The church at Philippi didn't have a whole lot of rich guys. They just had a whole lot of generous people. I'm praying that at Bethany Baptist Church, we find the same thing. People that hold on to the promises of God and the providence of God and the power of God and see what God can do. You see, that's what we need this morning. G. Campbell Morgan, as a young man, visited a ladies' Bible study and there was a lot of elderly ladies there and he read Matthew 28, chapter 20, which says, Lo, I am with you all the way, even until the end of the world. And then he said, Isn't that a wonderful promise? And one of the ladies quickly responded, Young man, they said, That is not a promise. It's a fact. Listen, God's promises are facts. And this year of 2019, I want to challenge us to be a Christian who says, I can. Not one that says, I can do whatever I want to do, no, but one that says, I can, I can do whatever God wants me to do. Whatever God calls me to do. Let's not focus on what we cannot do, but this year of 2019, let's focus on what we can do as Christians and followers of Christ. You know, D.L. Moody wrote this words, these words in his Bible in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. You'll find, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. 
In that passage of scripture, D.L. Moody wrote these words in his Bible. He says, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do, and what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. 2018, I can. I hope as Christians here at Bethany Baptist Church, you'll take this year and say, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word and thank you for your truth. Oh, Father, what a wonderful truth it is to understand what Paul was saying in that passage. How we can do all things, not all things that we want, but all things that you've called us to do. Oh, I pray that in 2019, I pray and ask, Father, that though there might be things that we don't accomplish in this year, I pray that one of the things that we do accomplish are the things that you have called us to do. Oh, Father, if we don't get the raise that we are expecting this year, oh, Father, may that not concern us as much as if we are doing your will. If we're accomplishing what you have called us to accomplish, whether it's teaching, whether it's getting involved in the different ministries of our church here at Bethany Baptist, Oh, Father, may our desire be, I want to do what God has called me to do. Oh, Father, may we wait on your providence. May we work in your power. And, Father, may we receive your promises. And through that, may this year of 2019 be a year in which we draw closer to you and in which we can do all things through Christ. Work in our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.